Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening Colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea, named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017. Such a name. You're such a name. That was Dr. John with Such a Night. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is a place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, we put someone who's shaping the world of business, and we call them business shapers. I'm extremely pleased to say that my super huge business shaper today is Richard Farley, the very successful founder, investor, and also importantly for today's programme, an ambassador at the Action for Children charity. You'll be finding out all about why that is so important to today's programme. Lots coming up from Richard very shortly. In addition to hearing from Richard, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all that, we've got some brilliant music. Abishai Kern is in there, Eliane Elias is in there, the Blackbirds are too, and so is this one from the one and only Etta James. That was Etta James with the iconic I'd Rather Go Blind. This is Jazz Shapers, and Richard Farley is my business shaper today, as I said, and he is an ambassador at Action for Children, the charity, and he's probably better known for being a super-duper successful investor over a number of years. Um, You may have even caught him on Dragon's Den way back in the day. Richard, it's a real pleasure to have you on the programme. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Elliot. Lovely to be here. Um, you are known to some people who would, have, who would have seen your face, would have heard the accent, the, the bloke from Australia doing rather well over here. Tell me, when you were, I mean, some people may know your childhood was, was, a, was a difficult one. You ended up being, obviously, you're a super smart guy, a brilliant chess player, you're a great mathematician. When did you first realise you were quite good at the business thing? At what point in your life did you go, hold on a minute, I can do something with this brain of mine? (laughs) Well, you know, business, uh, I've never actually felt that I'm good at business. I I find business very challenging. Um, uh, You know, I've had success in business, but you never feel like you've got it. I started out in finance. I was an economist originally, and and then went into finance. And with finance, when you were wrong on something, you know, like I was running a proprietary trading desk, which was a desk which took risks with the bank's money. Right? I made money every year for the bank I worked with. For you know, but when I was wrong on something, you know, if I was wrong about U.S. inflation, I'm wrong on that. Or if I'm wrong about you know growth in the U.K., or I'm wrong about politics. You knew what you were wrong about. In business. You, you continually hit by things you didn't expect. And that's very challenging. So when you do a business plan, all the, you, you put in all the good things that can happen. And obviously, there's upside to that. But if something good will happen, you generally know what it'll be. Okay, I'll win that order, you know. But the bad things that can happen in business continually amaze me. And I've backed something like 90 
businesses and i've just been astounded by the stuff that can go wrong that you would never guess do you think i mean some of those businesses netta porto is in there which um, many people will know you're one of the founders at home house one of the investors over there as well um more recently a smaller business but the levi's roots um the lovely food range uh all the sauces and stuff like that you talk about when things go wrong you know you don't expect it and that is there a deep sense of resilience in you, or is it just that you? Because you seem like a kind of bouncy guy. I've not, we've, we've not met before, but I, when I've watched you in things, it's like you know, life. You kind of take it for what it is. Is that really important in managing those downsides when they come? I, I think so. I think um, uh, you know, I'm mates with Jimmy Carr, and and he he told me that that people revert to the level of happiness, which which ever since he told me that, I've noticed how true it is. So if, you, if you're, you know, if you're born a pauper and you, and you win the lottery or something, but you're miserable, you go back in a couple of years, you're miserable anyway, you know? And if, you, if you're born happy and you lose your money and you lose your, your, your foot or something, you know, you go back to where you were before. So you, you kind of revert back to sort of a fundamental level of happiness. And for some reason, me and a lot of my brothers and sisters are quite happy people. So I get knocked around by things that happen like anyone else but I generally come back to being pretty happy at the end of the day and I love to have a laugh you know that's my you know we've got kids and I'm always trying to instill in them a sense of humor you know wind them up get them to have a laugh laugh at them laugh at me you know stay with me for much more from my business shaper today that's Richard Farley um, investor founder and also uh, ambassador for action for children and as I said we're going to be talking a bit more about that very shortly time for some more music this is Avishai Cohen with seven C's That was Avishai Cohen with Seven Seas. You're listening to Jazz Shapers and my special guest today, I call him a special guest because I think he is one, is Richard Farley. Uh, And Richard has been, as he said, an investor in over 90 businesses over the years, Um, was a trader before that, which is probably where you made your your money to start investing, I imagine, Um, and, and since has done a number of things as well. So you said it kind of you find business difficult in a way, and I'm sure you're, you're being quite humble, though I, I do imagine that there are twists and turns to every story and you can't see them coming. The, the ability to be good at maths is, um, a, a, I think, a blessing in a way, and that's something that I think you discovered early. People say that there's a massive correlation between chess ability and maths. Have you ever, I mean, uh, the maths thing, is it just that you enjoy numbers? Is it just that you can see through them? Is it, what is it that you think the gift of maths has given you? Well, I think like like all these things, you know, you immediately you, you think you you crap at everything, you know. So you think oh, I'm a bit better at that than I am at other. And obviously, you meet brilliant mathematicians or brilliant chess players, and you you just humbled, you know. So you, I never really think I'm good at it, you know. Like it's just what I'm better at than the other stuff that I'm really bad at. Um, but I think I think what I like to do is spot patterns, and that happens in in maths. It happens a lot in chess, um, and it. It does happen in business and certainly in finance. And, and I'm always trying to, when, when I went into finance, I was always looking for repeatable patterns. And I'm always, that's where I struggle to find things in business, repeatable patterns. You know, so if you hire the right people, the business works. So if you cut costs at the right time, you know, just looking for simple rules, which obviously are going to be wrong sometimes, but will we'll, we'll sort of guide you through. Uh, so patterns and, you know, patterns in people's behavior, you know, and I actually find that very interesting. So patterns in humor you know what 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 sort of shape does it does a good story have or you know so that's what probably interests interests me and uh, and early on when you started having success with your investments do you look now look back and go 
yeah, I got that right because there were patterns there, I identified them and I knew what to do with them? Or was there just a bit of luck? There's always luck. You know, and and I always find it annoying when, you know, when you when you a, a lot of I don't have a, you know, don't know if this is true for everyone who's been on this show, but but a lot of the time when you interview you know s- successful people in in, in inverted commas, um, they they bang on about often how tough their childhood was and how brilliant they were after that, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't always buy into it. Basically, for every single business that I've ever seen. There's always been an element of what I could put down to luck, and I'm not saying it's all luck. Obviously, let's let's say it's 50% skills. You've got to have the 50% skills, and you've got to do the right things. No doubt about it. Uh, but also, if you you can do all the right things, and if if things just don't work out, the business isn't going to work. So there is an element. I'm not trying to trivialise it, but you know, I, I've heard people speak about their businesses and never mention the bits which I can clearly see are fortunate. You know, Facebook, he could have been banned for, for hacking into the university system. Nowadays, you'd be locked up for that, you know, to, to get everyone's details and put them, you know, how it all started at Harvard University. It's things like that. Even Richard Branson, you know, he, he read his book and he quite admits what he was doing with customs things and he had tubular bells, you know, like there's always an element of luck which, which people then have to capitalise. So you do have to do the hard work. But yes, luck is in there. Stay me for much more from Richard Farley, my business shaper today. Latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom, I hope, um, from our programme partners at Mishkondere for your business. My name's Jonathan Berman. I'm a partner in the corporate department at Mishkondere. We spent a lot of time in our department dealing with people who are establishing new joint ventures. When we look at these relationships, they are much, much more likely to succeed if the participants have been through a process before they actually start working together. And it's the process rather than the documentation that's critical. And what they do is to address issues that they would generally feel uncomfortable about discussing with one another. The rationale is they want to get on with it and they've got a good feeling about working together. And by asking difficult questions, it in their mind, could endanger that good feeling. But that's the wrong way of going about it. And I'll give you a couple of examples of the types of things they should be thinking about. The first is, are we looking to maintain this business as a going concern under our ownership for the foreseeable future? Or are we establishing it with a view to building it up over three years and selling it? If one's got one view, one's got the other, it leads to huge disagreement and it's one of the biggest reasons for businesses failing. The second is, what's the business intended to do? What is our vision? Is our vision joint? Do we go into the UK or are we looking to expand into Germany? Are we going into America? Are we focusing on one business product or service or are we expecting to expand beyond that? Again, having a business plan and sitting there and considering exactly how the business is intended to grow over the next few years is vital jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mishkondorea it's business but it's personal you're listening to jazz shapers with me elliot moss every saturday i'm very lucky i get to meet someone who's shaping the world of business doing something inventive and different if you'd like to listen to any of the previous 250 or so uh, guests go into itunes put in the words jazz and shapers if you're on a british airways flight in the near future you can also look us up over there and finally cityam.com is a destination if you want to go and look up all those brilliant guests my brilliant guest today is richard farley and richard apart from being an investor and apart from being um 
a very nice man, actually, Richard. You seem incredibly humble. He's also, and I want to talk about this for a moment, is an ambassador at Action for Children. The reason I mention that is that next Friday, um, you will be leading the charge and having a number of people, including me, by the way, and some of my team from uh, Michigan Air, we will be sleeping out for children, for homeless young people. Just tell me a little bit about why you got involved with Action for Children and what Bite Night is all about next week. Um, well, well, you know, I went through the foster system in, in Australia and, you know, had a hard time, uh, like everybody who, you know, in one way or another goes through that. Uh, I'm one of 11 children, and so a lot of my siblings went through the foster system and some of them had a really hard time. And so, naturally, it's something that's close to my heart, you know, I can empathise with. Um, also, you know, I am a believer that, you know, which is obvious in a way, but you get people young and, and, you know, you set them on the right path. It's much easier than trying to help them later. You know, obviously a lot of people need help. I'm not saying they don't, but but young kids are the ones that bring tears to my eyes. You know, they're the ones who are, often can be real victims, really sad situations, you know, so it does mean something fundamentally to me. Whereas some people, I you know, I can see they've got an unfortunate situation. I don't feel sorry for them at all. Mm. But children will really make me emotional. You know, and, and I don't might mean children, people up to twenty years old, or even you know, people who've had it tough. I do feel sorry for. And I mean, you you had it tough, and anyone that knows the story will, will know um, pro- properly tough. And you you've used words in the in the program I watched um, uh, yesterday about uh, that. You talk about being deprived. You talk about a lack of belonging. You talk about all sorts of things, but. What I sense is that these things haven't stopped you being you, and that and that point about happiness that you say you you obviously are fundamentally a happy person, and and so how how much help do people how much help practically can you give people who are in the system that are stuck when you know inside them there's another Richard Farley? What can you what can we practically do to ensure that they end up like you, not not on the wrong side of the tracks? You know, my family, you know, we were victims of violence. My father was alcoholic and schizophrenic. And, 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 and so that's, you know, so obviously we had to be removed from that situation. So that's, you know, that's a necessity is that children can't be in, in a dangerous environment, you know. And then after that, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not really material things, you know. And again, what I'm saying is obvious. But it, it, for me, it's, it's, it's uh, and, and I know Action for Children are going to be getting involved with, you know, the theme of loneliness and things like that. It, it, it's loneliness, and it's isolation and it's not having any adult or anyone who, who really cares about you. You feel so alone, you know, and that's how I felt and that's how my brothers and sisters felt, you know. Uh, you feel so alone and there's a huge difference between having one adult who has time for you. you know, it doesn't really matter if you've got two parents, 15 uncles, you know, but if you've just got one, one person who can say you're okay and just listen to you or, you know, have a little chat to you for five minutes or it changes your life. And that is, is, to me, the most fundamental thing. It's just having someone to take an interest in young people. Stay with me for much more from uh, Richard Filey, my business shaper today, talking there about Action for Children. And um, if you want to support the charity, and I urge you to do that in any way you can, £5 does a lot, £10 does more, obviously 20 does too, but whatever you can afford, it will make a difference. Go to actionforchildren.org.uk and you'll be able to make a donation really easily and it'll be super appreciated by everybody. Time for some more music. This is Eliani Elias with Sambu Sambu. Ficou zangado quando o dia clareou Eu nunca vi sambar assim Gostar de samba muito mais do que de mim Sambou, sambou, não descansou Ficou zangado 
Eliane Elias, that was with Sambu Sambu. I've been talking to Richard Farley. We've gone from uh, what makes luck and the role of luck all the way through to um, more of a personal thing. I just want to stay on the personal thing for one moment. There's something you you said, and I've watched you say it before, about fear. And now you're you're an adult, and I'm an adult too, and we all experience fear in different ways. But you talk about it, and I think in the context of, of abandonment and stuff, but in adult life still experiencing it. That personal fear you've had... Have you ever experienced that in business? And if you haven't, is it because it just can never be as deep as that fear that that is derived from your own personal traumatic experience? I I think, you know, one one thing that, that, you know, creating a sort of normal life or having a bit of success does for you, gives you that backbone that you're not, you know, that there's not something wrong with you. You know, when you hear when you hear about battered women and how they blame themselves and you just think that's absolutely ridiculous, obviously, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. But... I was like that, you know, and I didn't realize until later that that I blame myself for for my mother, you know, for being taken away from my parents. And I didn't and I didn't. And because I was unloved, I, I blame myself. And I really didn't realize until I had my, my first child when I was like in my early 30s that wouldn't matter what he did. You're still going to love him. So it, it it takes a long time to get over that. But gradually, it, it you know, you get used to life and you, you move on. But you still have vulnerabilities. Like, you know, because I was I was put in a backward class when I was at when I was young for a few years, which was a bit, you know, and I was backward. And, and so even now, if if I, if someone makes me feel stupid, I, I, it doesn't feel very nice. And I, I doubt myself. You know, I'm like, I am a bit stupid. You know, it's still there in a way. And that sense of making people feel loved. And I, I mean, we, we don't stretch it too far in terms of business, but I'm assuming yeah. that you think about that and you go, there's no need to belittle. There's no need to not encourage. And are you trying all the time, do you think, to ensure that people do feel if they're in your businesses or in your the, the investments that you make, that they feel part of something, that they feel valued? Do you think that is somewhere in there? Uh, and do you think that's what people would say about you and the way that you treat people? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, you know, it's not Machiavellian, but obviously if you treat people well in business, you know, they, they you know, and, and also they, they're more honest with you. And I don't mean, you know, honest, not stealing from you, but, you know, you, they give you your honest opinion, you know, and you just want to have a close relationship with them. You know, you want to have a normal chatty relationship with people who are working for you. You don't want to be bossing them around and telling them, you know, it's five past nine, get to work. You, know? you mentioned something before about a childhood and difficult childhoods and stuff. And then some people say, I had this terrible childhood and then I've looked what I've done. If you'd have had a good childhood, do you think we'd be sitting here now having this conversation. I don't know. I wonder about that. You know, sometimes I feel sorry for people who are born to very wealthy parents because, you know, terrible. Ma- maybe we'd just be, I'd just be lazy. You know? well, <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah. but if it was just like a normal family, what do you reckon? I mean, because so, my sense is it's you, you're you. You happen to have gone through something, but I think you're still the guy who would have been good at chess, the guy who's really obviously a talented mathematician, all that stuff. Maybe. I mean, we'll never know. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I know I'm very driven and presumably I got that from, you know, having a tough start. My, my brothers and sisters are, are driven. So, but yeah, that I c- I'd have to ask the geneticist, I suppose. We'll get, we'll get one on for next time. Stay with me for much more yeah. um, in my final chat today with Richard. Plus, we'll be playing a track from the Blackbirds. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. Named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017.
That was the Blackbirds with Walking in Rhythm. I'm with Richard Farley just for a few more minutes here on Jazz Shapers. And um, Richard, we've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff. You obviously still enjoy what you do. Um, what are the bits that you enjoy the most about investing in companies? Uh, I, I like changing people's lives, hopefully for the better. <laughs> you know, when we did Home House, you know, and, and then you, you know, you see Paul McCartney there, or Prince Charles, or you know, Brad Pitt, and you just think, that, you know, Bill Clinton. They would, you know, at least five minutes of their life. I've changed, you know, by, by doing that, or, or Netta Porte, you know, just seeing how that it just is better for the world. And I mean, I'm, I'm vaguely involved in, in a pharmaceutical company now, which is using artificial intelligence to develop pharmaceutical drugs, and you know, you do it for nothing. Like, you know, what I mean, it's not. And, and, you know, sometimes when people say how evil pharmaceutical companies are, I'm like, you're so wrong. You know, they're full of people who want to change people's lives. And if they have a cure for something, they don't sit on it. They'll do their best to get it out there. And it's that, that's what it is for me as well. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a saint, but you just think if you can, you know, if you, if you invented the iPhone or something, imagine walking around that feeling. And that, that's what I get, that feeling of changing people's lives for the better trying to and and how do you spend your time mainly because obviously the role of an investor is slightly different to being hands-on running a business day to day are you again we, we've talked about happiness and i think you you know you generally have a positive view of the world do you get bored i mean or do you find plenty of things to do with your time Oh, yeah, I've never been bored. That's, that's, I can't really understand that concept. Um, you know, I've got three children, Jasmine, Lucas, and Thomas. So I'm busy with them. Uh, but b- business is always – and I view myself now as more like an Alex Ferguson, uh, more like being the coach, you know, like from a broad point of view than, than the David Beckham. I'm not trying to, you know, be the one to win that contract with XYZ. I'm actually looking at the strategy and involved not so much on a day-to-day basis, which is why I can have more than one business because it's a strategy thing, which I find more interesting because, you know, I can't – I don't of the time or you know to get involved in the detail and academically as well you're chancellor of the south bank university is that right yep which 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 sort of matches up with action for children because they have a lot of disadvantaged uh, students you know who've come from all sorts of backgrounds and they change they have the biggest rate i think in the uk of changing expectations from a student who goes in and what the salary levels and, and employment when they come out and obviously next Friday, we, you and me, Richard, we're going to be there, yeah. along with um, around uh, just over a thousand people across the country uh, doing this this thing called Bite Night. On that night, um, are you going to be rallying the troops? Are you going to be walking around giving <laughs> giving motivational talks? I mean, what what is the role that you're going to play on the evening? Or are you going to be quietly going, "Geez, well, it's I, I, cold I, and wet"? Well, actually, I think I think part of the part of the sleep out is is, is is actually you experience what it's like, you know, and it, it does remind you of, of of the hardship. And you know, not all of all of Action for Children's people are, are homeless, obviously, but but it, it's it's a hardship, and, and actually you, you want to feel a bit of the pain. You want everyone else to feel a bit of the pain. But I'll tell you, when you wake up in the morning and you feel like you've done something. But but then you think, okay, I get to go home and have a, have a shower now. You know, a lot of people obviously wouldn't even have that. You know what I mean? That's mm. the second night would be tough. Luckily, it's only one night. But but you know, it raises a lot of money and it does the charity does a huge amount across the UK for for, for disadvantaged youths particularly. Just before I ask you about your song choice, before we have to finish, yeah. um, next five years or so for Richard, what is what's what's Richard Farley going to be up to? More of the same. What have you got in store for us? Well, I'm 57 soon, so I'm just trying to stay, <laughs> keep in reasonable shape, play a lot of tennis, uh, still doing business, you know, because it's, I, I enjoy it. It's like having a, a, a racehorse where you've got better chances on the track than, than most racehorses, I guess. And, you know, always trying to come out with that Eureka product and Eureka, you know, service or whatever it is. But, but probably more of the same. Good.
that's a good thing i think well listen thank you so much for your time um i look forward to seeing you next friday but just before that what's your song choice today and why have you chosen it i've gone for uh, golden years by david bowie and, and david bowie you know i'm a huge fan you know he, he he was he was an outsider like i was and you know you when he died you, you had an outpouring of, of grief from people who, who and a lot of the comment was that he had you know given people f- confidence when they felt outside and I'm, I'm not gay i'm not you know a singer but i've actually related to who he was and actually he had an incredible intellect so it wasn't just being stupid it was actually being very creative and golden years the song i like is 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 you know has a little bit of everything great singing and a, a sort of sort of different sort of music at the time well that's a really good reason which means you get to hear it here it is david bow and golden years That was David Bowie with Golden Years, the song choice of my business shaper today, Richard Farley. He talked about the role of luck and how important uh, acknowledging that has been to him through his career. He talked about finding repeatable patterns, the mathematician in him saying, if you find this and you can repeat it, then you're on to something. And crucially, he was totally honest and totally humble, which is really why he has chosen to be an ambassador for Action for Children. And as I said earlier, if you want to donate, and I really hope you do, Action for Children, .org.uk is your destination for the charity that provides services that both prevent the causes of homelessness as well as treating people that are indeed homeless. Do join me again, same time, same place, next Saturday for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, stay with us because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.